been paid for by the new world order. Darling, you keep your mouth shut. I'm not taking you home, no matter what you say. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among these. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. Understand, when you step in the ring, your arms are just too short to box with God. Let me remind you that this is the house that A.J. Styles built. This is the Hounds of Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Wolf and Eric Vanek. Welcome to the Hounds of Wrestling Podcast. This is our first edition. Uh, the audio is not great. I'm not going to lie about that. But uh, it'll get better. And uh, we could always go back to this first episode and be like, uh, hey, what the heck happened? But I am your host, Jeff Wolf, along with Eric Vanek. Eric, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, Jeff. How are you? Oh, we let, let's not lie. We are not doing fantastic, but it's uh, it can only go up from here. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Um, <laughs> we uh, uh, A little bit about us. Uh, we have known each other. How long have we known each other for? Do you remember? Uh, it's got to be the late 90s, so over 20 years. I yeah. Uh, we, we, we actually uh, met each other through eFeds, right? Yeah, when I was uh, the chosen one, Jeff Chair. You were the chosen one. I was uh, I was Raven. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, eFeds are dead now. Like, there's not even eFeds around anymore. I'm sure there is if we really research, but, yeah, it's probably pretty dead. These millennials don't know what that is. No. I mean, I looked a long – I, I shouldn't say a long time ago. I looked a while ago. To look up efeds, and uh, they were basically non-existent. I could not find. Yeah. I could not find like like. I mean, there was a couple, I guess, out there, but the efeds that like we remember that we grew up on, they're not there anymore. Yeah, well, it probably help if you explain to the people what those are. Oh yeah, people probably don't even know what efeds are. Yeah, so it, it was <laughs> it was essentially like you could join like a a made up one or one of like WWF, WCW, ECW, and you got to choose. Uh, an actual wrestler. So I chose Raven. You chose Jeff Jarrett. And what we what we basically had to do was you uh, you kind of take that that role of that character. You write out like role plays or write out like a promo uh, just based off of that guy. And it like some sometimes if your role plays were better from that week and you were playing uh, or fighting someone that week because the the owner would 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 create like a card of it, like a wrestling card. And uh, sometimes it, it went if yours were better, you'd get the win. Other times. Uh, it was just based off of the person creating their own storylines, so it didn't really matter. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I always remembered having like looking up pictures that you would use for your for your uh, your posts. Yeah, your role play. And, and yeah, and you would have to find pictures. There was like one website that would literally do screen captures every week of Monday Night Raw and Nitro. They would post up new pictures every week, and people would just use them. And I remember having to do that all the time. That was uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, now, like our wrestling knowledge, it goes like, like we just talked about. We met each other like around twenty years ago online, um, yeah. and now uh, we're. I mean, you're, you, you're you started a little bit before me because you remember like the early nineties. Yeah. WWF stuff. I didn't really start. Until like ninety seven, I would say, is when I first started getting into it when I was a kid. I was like in literally like third or fourth grade. Dang, you know, that's crazy that, to think that. It, 
Yeah, like when the NWO was starting up. Yeah. And Goldberg was starting up. That was like 98 with Goldberg. Yeah. Um, Austin was just getting hot. So. And you, I, were, you were such an immature prick at that point, too. I still have. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's really changed, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I used to do that. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much where my, uh, wrestling day started was the attitude era and the NWO era. And what a hell of a time to grow up in. For oh, sure. That's the best time to grow up in. Yeah, it was, but you know what? Now that I'm into it and everything and I follow wrestling and have for pretty much, I had like one mini break. I know you've had a few breaks, but yeah, I had to take, okay. So my, so my wrestling knowledge, um, First of all, we, I mean, we, we, I was into it in the early nineties, um, but I didn't have any friends that were really into it. So I, I wasn't hardcore into it. Uh, I took a break. I got back into it, um, like sold out 97 or sold out 98, something like, no, not 98. It was 97. Um, and on out, but yeah, like I had to take a break for, for when WCW got purchased. Um, it, I, it was out of me at that point because I was just such a, a big WCW fan and that really broke me down as a wrestling fan. But Outside of that, uh, I like pro wrestling is my passion. It is a giant passion of mine. So I went back and I would I wouldn't call myself a, a historian, but I've gone back and I've looked at and watched so many older stuff, uh, even from the past, uh, just to uh, just to, I guess I guess kind of be like a historian where I I, I just know so much and uh, I just love so much different kinds of wrestling. Yeah, and all these different podcasts and stuff that we listen to you hear all these old stories or old shows and then we'll go back and watch like bits and pieces of it as well so yeah and if you are one of the one of the few people that maybe remember us we did have a podcast uh that we stopped at about geez how long ago was it was that like two years ago now yeah it was like right or i remember talking about it was right like the last one we did i think was like a week before my wedding Maybe, but I remember it was around when Roman Reigns got injured the first time when he was like super hot after the Shield breakup. Yeah, and then he got injured, and then it's been downhill ever since. Yeah, so we had we had a podcast called The Rope Break. Um, that name has now been taken by a stupid puppet uh, that uh, not going to really get into it because I don't want to sound like a, a, a bitter asshole. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we, we yeah right. We had we had a uh, uh, a pro wrestling podcast, uh, but at that point we we didn't really know the direction that we were taking it. We've just it was just two guys talking about just wrestling. Uh, I feel this time around I've gone through a media school and I've learned stuff about podcasting, and I feel we 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 are more structured now. So I think that was kind of like the pre-course for us uh getting to this point so i'm excited to be doing this podcast with you now this is the hounds of wrestling podcast and uh what can people expect from the show eric yeah uh, we're going to be talking about you know the weekly happenings of raw smackdown uh, if there, you know any major wrestling news you know if there's any uh just big wrestling news that's going around even like indie stuff maybe tna or impact whatever the hell they're called now yeah, right. They change their name um, all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be mainly WWE stuff, but we'll hit some indie stuff as well. Um, I'll be talking we'll be New talk- Japan stuff from time to time. I know you're not a big New Japan guy. I mean, I am a little bit, but I just don't, you know, it's I don't have the TV program. I don't have access. I can get it, but I don't 
my table bill so much as it is already. I don't want to add more to it. Yeah, I've <laughs> so, I, I have a, a a buddy that uh, I use his account, so <laughs> okay. thankfully I have that because uh, uh, watching some of the, the the New Japan shows like Wrestle Kingdom was absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, we'll be talking about like uh, some of the major wrestling podcasts that are out there. Just like not like going over it in detail, but some of the fun points and stuff that we like to admit. I know me and Jeff listen to some. We listen to obviously Bruce Pritchard's. That's really hot. Uh, Tony Schiavone's, uh, Edge and Christian. Yeah, I just started I listen, getting to Edge and Christian. Honestly. Yeah, I listen to uh, the Taz show every day. Um, he stopped doing his week uh, every daily wrestling show, but uh, he's actually doing. Um, a three-hour sports show, uh, a main sports show on CBS radio now. I listen to that every day, and they'll talk about wrestling here and there, but he also does um, his wrestling show like two or three days a week now as well, and that's just starting back up. Um, so I've, I've listened to Taz for two years straight every single day. Um, so I, you know, I've pretty uh, current into all that stuff. I used to listen to Wade Keller's um, one, but... His post on it used to be on Wednesday, like afternoon, and he would have it up on Thursday, uh, Wednesday night, and I would be able to listen to it while I was at work. But now he doesn't post it until like Wednesday, or actually like Thursday morning, like two in the morning, and I don't get a chance to really listen to it anymore. I used to really like listening to that, but I don't listen to that anymore. I'll listen to Stone Cold's here and there. I listen to JR's. Pretty much weekly as well, so I don't think I've ever listened to JR's. I just uh, I just listened to the uh, the one with Jericho and Kenny Omega uh, talking about their Wrestle Kingdom match, and that was that was a giant peek behind the curtain as far as I'm concerned. Like I felt dirty listening to that because they talk about stuff so freely that you're like, I don't really think I should be hearing this. <laughs> yeah, I haven't listened to Jericho's before. The only one I've listened to was recently. I opened up the uh, Jimmy Jacobs episode from like, okay. November that he did. And, and we're not going to, we're not going to really be reviewing these podcasts. It's more so we're going to be reviewing possibly just, they'll bring yeah, up a topic. Yeah. Like, 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 like they'll bring up a topic that, that we're like, you know what? That would be really fun to talk about. Um, yeah. so, uh, that's more so what we're going to be talking about with those. And, uh, I'm excited about what's in the box, uh, which is going to be a, a reoccurring segment. We're going to have talking about a new wrestling card, uh, product that comes out. Cause me and you, we used to be big into wrestling cards. Yeah, I mean, I still have a big collection. Yeah, I, I mean, I still have my collection. That, that I would love to sell. Yeah, if anyone wants to buy mine, I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I used, I'm used. i a big CM Punk fan, so I have a really, really, really nice CM Punk collection. I have a really big Austin Aries, Christian, um, Dolph Ziggler I have a lot of. Jeff Jarrett, I got a pretty decent Jeff Jarrett collection. Um, speaking of that, just like some of my favorite wrestlers, obviously CM Punk, Dolph, uh, Jeff Jarrett, I really enjoyed. Um, like newer current guys that I'm into. You Jurassic uh, slap ass. <laughs> uh, newer guys that I'm into, like I, I enjoy Kevin Owens, I enjoy Sami Zayn. Um, Jeez, I can't even think of any other guys off the top of my head. Who do you think is the best wrestler of all time? Of all time? Yeah. Just pure, pure wrestling? Yeah. Oh, 
no, 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 not just pure wrestling. The best, prefer, the best pro wrestler of all time. So the best guy that was the greatest wrestler with Mike skills that just altogether was the best professional wrestler of all time to you. Ric Flair. Okay, that's very fair. To me, he's 1B. 1A is Shawn Michaels. So That was my other choice. Yeah, I, and, and honestly, I think I think those are the only two choices people can, can tell me that I actually respect. But the thing is, is like I don't think they're the two best wrestlers. Like, Well, they weren't overall I, the best wrestlers, but I think as a professional wrestler of everything that – that uh, is put into like a list of check marks that be that that become a professional wrestler or the greatest professional wrestler. I think they check the most boxes. Yeah, and I think over time too, I've had more appreciation for guys like Chris Jericho. Yeah, just for how long Jericho's done it. Yeah, I mean, literally my whole watching career of wrestling, just watching it, it he's been a part of it. He's still going. Yeah. Uh, and then, lastly, we're also going to talk about uh, uh, we're going to we're going to review old pay per views or or old shows. Like uh, I know we we're going to love to talk about like like an old 1995 WWF pay per view or go into uh, what I believe is the golden era uh, in in '98 and talk about some WCW pay per views or WWF pay per views or even ECW pay per views or or even just big shows in general. Uh, we're going to yeah. watch them and then review them. And also, uh, I'd like to do like. Um documentaries from the dvd sets as well absolutely yeah kind of like uh, uh just like tear things apart and and give our opinion on maybe what these wrestlers thought in this documentary of maybe a hot topic or a certain time and and if we if we want to call bullshit or, or or whatever yeah i agree all right let's get into it because we've already wasted enough time just talking about the show let's get into the show uh we're going to start it off with a little hot topics so this week, uh, because it's just the, the first episode, we're usually going to go. It's usually going to be a sixty-minute show. Uh, I think I think we're comfortable with uh, uh, saying. Um, I'm going to have an Iron Man match or something. <laughs> we're, we're, it's, this is the Iron Man of, of wrestling podcast. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, and then two hot topics I want to discuss today are two that have been really big this week. And that's the XFL and Enzo Amore. Obviously, we're going to start. We're going to start with with the, the big news from yesterday: the XFL. Uh, Vince McMahon, we got breaking news on, on our telephones. Uh, <laughs> that shows how old I am. I said telephones and not even cell phones. Uh, <laughs> but the breaking news that, that Vince was going to have a, a major sports announcement uh, at 3 o'clock uh, yesterday. And that announcement was the fact that he was bringing the XFL back. Uh, were you excited about this? Did you expect this? Did you think that maybe this was going to be him selling WWE since that was kind of rumored for about a week or two? Uh, no, I, he would never sell WWE ever. I I don't. I, I just never it would never happen. Um, I like when I heard that he sold a hundred million dollars worth of stock. So you kind of got an idea that something was on the horizon. Like people speculated, and you know it been speculated since then about the XFL. So I kind of already knew it was coming. It was just a matter of time of until he announced it. Yeah. So. You know, it was announced. They did the press conference. Um, it's not going to start until 2020, so we have a couple years, which is a good thing, I think, as well, because it gives them time to plan correctly, get everything in order, get you know the right people, and find the ten. Uh, I'm sorry, eight cities yeah. that they want to do. Um, 
and just all and all that. And I think this time around should be more successful. It's not going to be a circus like the last one was. I don't think last one you had just like crazy rules and pretty much like sex on TV from like NBC and stuff. Oh yeah, crazy. like there's there's like um, those cheerleader uh, meetings after the games in yeah. the locker room. Yeah. Uh, so this is what we know about it. There's eight teams to start. There's going to have 40 man rosters. Uh, it's a 10 game season beginning in January of 2020, uh, two hour game time goal. Um, any player with a criminal record, they are not able to play and players won't receive form to take personal stance on social issues, uh, on playing field. So, uh, definitely different from, from last, uh, last go around with this, right? Yeah, for sure. And then the other one, too, is I don't think they're going to do, like, the nicknames on the back of the jerseys either. So they're, they're, they're going to take this more serious. Yeah, so it sounds like it's more serious. It's definitely going to – it's going to take time for it to become a good product. Like, if you're expecting it to come out of the box as better than the NFL, you're dreaming. It's yeah. not going to happen. But I am really, really interested to see, like, how it will affect, like, the college athletes. Say if you're a good player and you fall the fifth, sixth, seventh round, you know, those guys make minimum contracts, you know, barely any money. you talking about the JT like, Barrett's of the world? Yes, like, will those guys be like, screw it. I'm not going to the NFL. I'll go to the XFL where I can make more money and be a starter because I'm probably better than, like, the amateur-type players that they're going to have. Yeah. So I'm really curious to see that. And I'm also curious to see, like, what's their age limit going to be? Maybe it'll be, like, I don't want to if I hate saying his name, but, like, a lot uh, – was it Lon? No, Lon. What's his dad's name? Lorenzo Ball? Or, yeah. Or no, like, no Lamar. Like him. Yeah. And like taking their kids out of high school, right out of high school, not even going to college, and going to play in this league to just to make money right out of the bat. Like I'm curious to see if that stuff's going to work as well, if they'll even allow it. So it'll be interesting to see. We'll talk about it more. As more stuff comes out, we, we're going to have two years. We've got plenty time to talk about it. But we are starting Fantasy League. Yeah, no, we're not starting a Fantasy League. Um, <laughs> but I do think you brought up a great point of that, is is up until this point, there was no real alternative to the NFL. And if, as long as Vince is taking this serious and all this all this, this stuff that we're hearing about it, where you're, you're not accepting players with, with criminal records, you're, you're, you're going to make it more family-friendly. Um, if, you, if you do it the right way, and you make it an alternative to the NFL. I think that's great for the sport of football. Uh, I don't think I don't think any league can or ever will be able to compete with the NFL. But I think if you if you kind of pull this as an alternative to the NFL, and especially when the NFL uh, had so much uh, bad press about the uh, the kneeling kind of issues and stuff like that this year, and you give people an alternative, um, and it, it it is more WWE now where it's more PG. I think it has a possibility of working. I just, uh, unless it's done right, I don't think it can succeed. Um, but I mean, they have till 2020 to figure everything out. Uh, I'm interested to see exactly what teams uh, or what cities are going to get teams. And uh, I mean, if there's an Ohio team, if there's like a, a, a Columbus or a Cleveland, Cincinnati, something like that, 
Uh, I'll go to a game. Uh, I would I would actually like Johnny Manziel to play. I know he's not going to play, obviously, because of the criminal record uh, uh, ordeal, but uh, I think someone like Johnny would actually do extremely well uh, playing in it in the X- XFL. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like how Doug Flutie did the Canadian leagues. He was like a, you know, the Canadian god up there for quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. Um, but one question I have for you, and I kind of want to see what your opinion is, mm-hmm. is do you think you'll ever see some sort of partnership between the NFL and the XFL where they will use – the XFL as like a minor league system kind of where they can send down like developmental type players on the bottom of their rosters or practice squad guys to get some more seasoning while, you know, before the next season. I think depending on how this league is created and if the NFL is comfortable with it, I think that would actually be a major goal of Vince McMahon. I think this is something where he would actually like it to be something where he can sell. And he can make a profit off of this because uh, I don't necessarily think he wants to actually be in the football game long term. But I think I think that'd be a great idea if it's if it's if it's delivered correctly and the NFL is comfortable with it. I mean, the NFL if they get a hold of another league that's like a developmental league for themselves, kind of like the uh, uh, what was the MB, NBL the, or something they like had that. The, uh, no, yeah, well, the NBA's got the D league. Yeah, but my, I don't know if you remember, but like the late nineties, they had the. Uh, the Euro Football League that played like overseas. I remember, like on the old Madden's, they had the Euro teams. Oh, I there. do remember that. Yeah. So I remember they had that. I think I want. I remember Tim Rattay was a quarterback. He played over there. I want to say Kurt Warner did, but I'm not 100 positive. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is, is we've seen players like a Kurt Warner who have not gone to the NFL. They've gone to uh, another place overseas or. Or, or Canada or whatever, and they realize that they're not NFL ready at the time. They're not going to get drafted, so they kind of hone their skills in this other league, and they they work at it, and they become uh, a success story. Finally, going back to the the main league of the NFL, and and look what look what Kurt Warner did. So I think it, I, yeah. I think I think there's possibilities of it succeeding. I, I need to see more from it though, because Vince tried this one time, it it, it failed. Uh, I will give him credit, though, because in the first go of the XFL, there's a lot of things that they did that the NFL is now uh, uh, adapted to. And so what's he what's what, what does he have up, up his sleeve that could kind of be similar where maybe the NFL will take uh, in the next five to ten years? Mm-hmm. And just one main thing quickly before we wrap it up. Yep. I think it's going to be super interesting just with if college players – like freshmen or or sophomores, if they decide to leave to go and make money yeah. early before then and how that will affect things. Um, if the NFL is going to have to change their rules on how they allow um, underclassmen and all that to get into the league, it'll be really interesting to see how that all works out. So yeah, I agree. Definitely something to keep an eye on. All right, moving over now to the other hot topic for this week, and that is Enzo Amore. So Enzo Amore was accused this week of uh, sexual assault on a woman. I'm not going to uh, name her. You can find her name online if you choose. If if Enzo did end up raping this woman like they're saying and like he's being accused of, um, that's absolutely awful, absolutely disgusting. Uh, he deserved to go to jail for the rest of his life. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think... Um 
the other thing that came about this was he knew about this since October, was it? Yeah. And hadn't reported it at all to the WWE. That's uh, that's a no-no. You should have been up front with the WWE about that first, so I do not blame them for firing him. No, I mean, he, should, was... he should be fired anyways, but doing that, plus all the other baggage that yeah. he's caused himself over the last few months, um, his crazy lifestyle that he lives, like you said to me, he lives the gimmick. He really does. Yeah, so um, definitely, you know, disgusting and all that. Like what you said, I echo everything you said. Um, the WWE did the definitely the right thing, getting rid of him, just get rid of the cancer now yeah. before it spreads, and uh, I'm glad that they did that. Um, now on to an actual professional wrestling stance of this. First of all, Enzo, obviously, not with the company. That means the Cruiserweight Championship is... Uh, is up for grabs. The other thing is, I don't know if you watched it, but uh, on the WWE Network, there there was the uh, taking it to the source that, that Corey Graves does. By the way, Corey Graves was on Edge and Christian's podcast this week, and uh, if you like if you like Corey Graves, it's a good it, it's a good listen. Uh, but he was on Take It to the Source, and they actually showed uh, a promo of of Big Cass, kind of playing the babyface, uh, if you will. Uh, about right before he's about to go into surgery, and it makes you think that now with with or w- when Enzo was still with the company as a heel, that they were kind of working towards maybe Cass coming back and them having a program together. Um, but Cass is the face, and Enzo is the heel. Where do you think Cass goes from here without Enzo? Because I've always been under the impression that those two were just meant to be together. Uh, Cass is the wrestler, and Enzo is the mouthpiece. But Enzo gone, Cass we've seen has no charisma. Um, his wrestling skills are decent for a big guy. I'll give him that. But where do you think he goes when he does return? Um, I think it's going to be interesting because he's definitely going to have to improve on his promo skills. He does look like a deer and head caught in headlights out there sometimes. Um, but you know what? Some other wrestlers have had that in their beginning. Like Batista was really bad in the beginning, but he got, got a lot better as it went on. And... He's going to have to improve on that. He's going to have to get better on that. I don't think his wrestling skills are terrible. I think he's pretty decent. Um, he's definitely going to ha- you know, have to improve. He's going to have to be able to carry matches, but Vince likes him. Vince was pushing him. I mean, hell, he was in that fatal four-way for the world title match. I forget what it was over. Was it... Um, oh, that, that four-way match? Was, was that when Finn Balor got hurt? And dropped the title and yeah, and, uh, it had, had to be because that was yeah that was that was that four way match yeah that was that four way match where Owens ended up going over because Triple H comes out and kind of gives him the title uh, and that was a hell of a match on Raw yeah and I'm pretty sure he was in that so yeah he was he did a good job in that I'll he, give him that for sure he he's uh, I mean he's definitely high on Vince's list you know me, me and you both know Vince has an orgasm for those big guys absolutely so. I think he's he's definitely got a future. Um, I'm, I'm sure the guy's hungry and ready to get back. So we'll, we'll see how he does when he gets back. Yeah. Uh, lastly, uh, with this Enzo story, uh, Daniel Bryan came on and said that next week on 205, there's going to be a brand new general manager, uh, and that person's going to address the Cruiserweight Championship si- situation. So if you had a pick of the litter, 
who would you want to be kind of the face of the general uh, the general manager, I guess, uh, for uh, 205, which is already a dying brand, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I would think you're going to want it to be like a cruiserweight type person. Yeah. Uh, somebody new. I would think somebody with within the company would be great. I would say like, I mean, the only two, like, well, three of them that I can think of, cruiserweight type players that are working backstage is there's Dean Malenko. Yep. There's Jamie Noble and Billy Kidman. Yeah. So any of those three would be interesting. But if you want like character, I would I would put people power in there. Oh no, you're killing me with the people power. Or or bring back to Theodore. Oh my gosh, no! I like I was on and, board and with you at first. We'll have an eight-man tag match, player. <laughs> That'll be the whole roster. Uh, I can get behind. I can get behind Billy Kidman. Uh, he didn't really do too much too much in the WWE, so I don't know if they would. Uh, Dean has no charisma. Uh, hell of a cruiserweight, one of the greatest cruiserweights of all time, one of my favorites from WCW. Uh, and Jamie Noble, I could buy Jamie Noble too. Uh, I think Jamie Noble, if if you're going to hire from within. I think Jamie Noble actually might make the most sense. Uh, he's already had TV time within the last couple of years as a reoccurring role. So I can see that. The guy I really want in there, though, is Sugar Shane Helms. That was who I was just going to say, too. Shane Helms would be a good one. I would love it if they brought back Shane Helms. Obviously, he'd, he'd probably come back as the Hurricane. Um, which Oh, yeah. He's um, he's always on Edge and Christian's podcast. He's been on there two or three times. He's hilarious. Uh, he is. Uh, and I... Uh, I've been a fan of his ever since WCW, so I'm glad to see he's actually had, he's had really good success on the indies, and he seems like a kind of guy that actually is very happy with that life. He's not someone that that that, that needs to be in a main company. Obviously, he was with TNA for a little bit more so as a manager, uh, but uh, yeah, I absolutely love uh, the idea. If he comes I mean, back. he was um, not a big player at WWE, but I forget which song it was on one of the Edge and Christian podcasts where they interviewed him. Yeah. Um, he made someone's theme music. Oh, did I forget he? Who, yeah, I forget who it was, but he made someone's theme music that they used, but they didn't give him any credit for it, and that's kind of one of the reasons he left WWE. Yeah. Um, you'll have to go back and listen to that one. Yeah. You would definitely enjoy that. Oh, I love I love everything Shane Helms. Um, all right, so this week was obviously the big news uh, in the wrestling world was that it was the 25th anniversary of, of Monday Night Raw. So. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Unless you've been hidden under a rock for uh, for the last uh, last week uh, and you didn't hear the hype patrol of, of Raw 25. So uh, this is where we're going to get into Raw. We're going to get into a little SmackDown before we uh, get into our, our Royal Rumble predictions and and previews, which I know that was that's, that's the major point of this show this week is the Royal Rumble stuff. So let's get into Raw. Welcome to... Raw is Jericho! This is day 141 of the never-ending Intercontinental Championship World Tour, and I swear to you, I promise you, it will be the most relevant title on SmackDown Live. All right, to start Raw this week, how do you want to do this? You want to just do the... Because I don't want to... This is is what I didn't like about when we had our, our, our last podcast. Is that we would we'll just uh, talk about what we liked on Raw, and we're not going to like go over every segment, but just remember what we liked <coughs> and talk about it. Yeah, I like that idea. All right, uh, we can't not talk about Stone Cold. The the first time it was Stone Cold and and, and Mr. McMahon. Mm-hmm. Like Stone Cold is still the most over person within the whole company. 
Yeah, did you hear that pop when he came up? It was the best pop. I mean, I I'd say the top three pops actually of the night, um, at least in that in, in in the big arena. The other arena, God, I feel so bad for those people. Spent so much money for nothing. But Steve Austin, um, Eric Bischoff, and I love you. Yeah, he got he got a big pop too. Of course he did. He's the man. Yeah. Oh, there's someone else. Oh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan also got got a really big pop actually uh, from from the main arena. Of course, yeah, but, and well deserved for all of those. Yeah, but how cool but was it? The, the Stone Cold one, everyone just blew out yeah. of the seats. Yeah, it was awesome seeing him come down, and I mean, he didn't even say anything. He just stunned everyone. Drank yeah, beer. that's the one thing I wish he would have at least got on the mic and said something. Yeah, I agree with that. But I'm okay with how it went, went. I enjoyed the segment. Like Vince, like still at seven years old, Vince is Vince, and it's great. I I love the I always love the Vince character. Um, Shane getting involved too, and just taking it like just the little nuances between them, and how Vince is like, oh, I you know I'm seventy now, and I'm hard of hearing, and I, I live in a retirement community, just making all these jokes, and then yeah. when they uh. Steve stunned uh, Shane and Vince and Steve go and have the beer and they're walking around with the, you know, arms up and Vince is pouring the beer on Shane while he's laying down. That was great. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'll be honest. I've never, uh, this is hard to say. I respect what they've done with the Mr. McMahon character, but my, my hatred for Vince, uh, I think blinds me. And so I can't really enjoy the Mr. McMahon character. Uh, like, like probably most can, but, it was it was a great way to start the show. It was it was honestly it was one of the only main highlights as far as I'm concerned of the show. Um, we then yeah, get, I have to agree. Yeah, we then, then got to the women's match. Uh, I know you texted me and you're like, eh, I just don't buy Oscar, right? Uh, and 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 to a degree, I agree with you. Uh, I thought this women's match was just okay. It was just a way of getting uh, as many of the women as you can uh, in a match on Raw 25. Oscar, um, I think, has a great look. Uh, personally, I think she's hot, uh, but she has a great look. Uh, her wrestling skills are good. Uh, she, but, but, but she's not someone that's going to, to blow you away, uh, with her wrestling skills. And I mean, even, even in this grouping, you could even say maybe Sasha Banks is better. Um, and looking at the other girls, that's about the only one you could say is better. Um, yeah, like I don't deny her skills or anything. I just, uh, it just, something doesn't connect for me. Like, it's kind of like Nakamura. I know Nakamura is really good. People love him. I, I do enjoy him, but he's not like, for some reason for me, I, I think it's just the WWE machine. Like it, that's exactly what it is. Use him. Yeah. Like the WWE machine just doesn't know how to use, use them properly in my eyes. And it just makes them well, know, they so, don't feel as big as stars as I think they could be or should be. So I'll say this about Nakamura. You you watched the uh, the Nakamura and Sami Zayn match from NXT, right? Yes, and that Did, was probably his best match he's had in WWE. Absolutely. That is what he did in New Japan. Because yeah. he was he was given minimum twenty-five minutes to tell a story in the ring. And that's what he does best. And you just don't get that with him in WWE. So No, I mean since he's been on SmackDown, like he hasn't. I mean, he's had decent matches, but him and Dolph maybe was his best match. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, that's, I agree. I mean, he. 
I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but I think we both want to see him versus AJ at some point. At some point, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think, and I know they want to get to it because AJ talked about it on Edge and Christian's podcast. Yeah. So that's definitely one I'll be looking forward to seeing. What, what did you think of uh, Undertaker's final return um, to... Oh, uh, uh, really weird. To the Manhattan Center. Yeah, yeah, extremely weird. Um, just, just it didn't come off right. And just how everything came off. Like you didn't know, Hey, am I retiring or is he just paying respect to all the, the, uh, competitors he's faced in his 25 years or 26 years, whatever it is came off really weird for me. And I'm not, uh, I wasn't really too thrilled with it. No, I didn't like it at all. I was very confused by it. Uh, I would, I would have personally, I've wanted Undertaker to retire for the last at least 10 years. Uh, although his matches with with Sean were good, uh, that that Hell in a Cell match with with Triple H was with Sean as the referee was was still okay, um, but for the most part his matches are god awful. And I'm sorry if that offends anyone, but they are. Uh, do you see Do you see Undertaker uh, going to WrestleMania this year? And if so, who do you see him kind of uh, uh, going against? Yeah, I think I'll I'll buy into the rumor that it'll be him and Cena. Finally going to get it. it for that'll be it for him. Maybe yeah. it's retirement versus retirement match. Yeah, I mean that that wouldn't be a bad way to go. Uh, and how yeah. incredible is it that the Undertaker could outlast a whole career? Obviously, not wrestling as much as him, but outlasting a whole career of John Cena, where John Cena came in 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 what like two thousand two thousand one something like that. Yeah, and well, Undertaker started one, in, in the eighties. Yeah, the one thing I like about it is it means that I, I'm i guessing me and you can both agree that Cena and Undertaker are both part-timers at this point. Yeah. So that would mean two part-timers will face each other. So there's not they're not facing, you know, a full-time wrestler that could get buried just because he's facing the part-timer. So I kind of like the part-timer versus part-timer match yeah. where they, you know, they're both not around very often, but it's still a big attraction. No, I fully agree. Uh, now, yeah. probably, probably the, the one thing I will actually remember uh, as as far as wrestling goes for the show was the next match, and that was Miz defeating Roman Reigns uh, to become the new Intercontinental Champion. All is right in the world when the Miz is is on top of the Intercontinental Mountain. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a, a good match and a good ending. Um, different, you know, a different ending that you don't see very often with the turnbuckle spot. Um, Miz taking that off and getting the win. So I definitely like that. Um, Miz is Miz is one, uh, one more title reign with the Intercontinental title, and he'll match Chris Jericho's all-time record of nine. Right he's now, at he's at eight right now. Right now, where do you put the Miz um, as far as Intercontinental champions go? I would probably he's top ten for sure, maybe top five. Oh, it, it, with for me, it's without a doubt top five. He's maybe the greatest of all time. Yeah, but see, my thing is. Other than the recent stuff, do you really remember anything? I don't really remember anything. Yeah, but what he was able to do with that belt on SmackDown and to bring it to actual legitimacy. Yes, but, that's, but that's recently because it's in your memory. But think about the stuff beforehand. Like, I there's nothing super memorable. No, but he was always he was always a uh, at the very least a very solid Intercontinental Champion. 
Yeah, no, I, I'll never deny that. And what The Miz has been able to do with his character, thanks to the Intercontinental Championship uh, over the years, I think it's really elevated him in, in a way more so than, than most other Intercontinental Champions. Yeah, I agree. He's he's definitely turned his character around and getting it back on the right track because there was a point there after his world title run where he was, like Stephanie said in that one promo, you're just the guy we send around to do radio interviews yeah. and be an ambassador for the company. That's all you are. Yeah. And there was a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely, uh, pr- pretty much since that point, he's turned it on. So Yeah. Um, I don't want to harp too much on this next thing. I just kind of want to get your feeling. Uh, so Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan, they appeared on the Peep Show. Uh, Christian w- went solo this week without without his buddy Edge. Uh, how do you feel about the Jason Jordan character uh, of like him being Kurt Angle's son and now just of how, how much they've put him forward on the Raw, the Raw brand? Do you think he deserves it? No, I, I liked him better with Gable as the tag team. I think they should have stayed with that and built off of that. Like, it just seems like WWE likes to break people up too soon. Like, you know, whatever happened to these Edge and Christians and Matt and Jeff Hardy's where they stayed together six, seven, eight years, like, oh, no, let's break up Enzo and Cass. Oh, no, let's break up Gable and... Uh, and uh, Jason Jordan, let's break these guys all up within a year. Like, it just makes no sense. Like, let these guys have a year, two, three, four, five as tag teams. And I don't know. And I'm just, he's definitely super nervous on the mic. He, I mean, he's a good wrestler. I'll give him that. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was a great wrestler with uh, I just don't, I don't like the character. I don't like how he how he portrays himself when he's speaking. Um, Do you think things would be different if Chad got this spot instead of Jason Jordan? I think so, yeah, because I think Gable has a little more personality, but I think it's just, um, you know, he Vince likes the bigger guys, I think is yeah. kind of what it boiled down to. Yep, I agree. Um, just quickly, Bray Wyatt, he defeats Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy had his Woken gimmick. Um, there's really nothing to be said there. They've just, they, they've poorly booked Bray Wyatt and booking Matt Hardy in that way of, of losing already when he's debuting. This new character is stupid. Uh, John Cena confronted Elias. Uh, are you uh, are you walking with Elias? Oh, yeah. All day, every day. Just like Carmella is. Just, <laughs> just like Carmella is. Oh, big cast. Um, <laughs> do you see Do you see this? I mean, where do you see this going with uh, Cena and, and Elias? Anywhere? Um, I could maybe see uh, like a match at one of these pay-per-views before WrestleMania, kind of like as a a warm-up type match, you know, kind of thing. I could see that. I think that would be pretty cool. Give Elias a rub and a big match to see if hey, can this kid, you know, do do it in the ring with a you know main event star? Yeah. So I could definitely see that. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I think the stuff between Elias and John could be pretty good. So I, I would be entertained by it. Yeah. Uh, next was Heath Slater and Rhino. They uh, uh, were versed Titus worldwide and in a no contest because uh, the Dudleys came out. Yeah. Good to see a 3D through the table. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always happy with, with, with a 3D through the table. Um, I had a, pro- here's, here's what I had a problem with, uh, with, with raw 25. And it, it came up kind of after this uh, was just like the whole poker table. Like, that's just how they brought other people in. Like you see MVP, you see APA. Um, 
Ted DiBiase, uh, Million Dollar Man. There's a lot of these people that they brought back in. It's like, to me, it's kind of a slap in the face of like, the only reason you're brought back in for Raw 25 is to have a poker table kind of segment backstage. I just well, think it yeah, was. Yeah, then it was like when they brought in Coachman and Harvey Whippleman and Brooklyn Brawler and Brother Love. You know, they announced all these guys, but everybody just got these short little segments. And then the women came out and they brought out each woman. And, um, I'm sure. Oh, uh, I'm sure I'm missing other ones off the top of my head, but I mean that's kind of what they had to do. Um, you know, they brought out the former general managers, William Regal and Bischoff, yeah. and, and like people former women. Power. Yeah. <clears throat> Gosh, I hate people um, power so much. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and all that. I mean, I mean, not even going. Not off topic, but I mean, who were you excited? You know, who were you excited to see or? Or who do you think got bigger reactions than you're expecting? Or who looked good? Who looked bad? Um, I, I, I was, uh, I was expecting to see, or no, I shouldn't say expect. I was, I was excited to see Bischoff. Um, yep, me too. Full disclosure, Bischoff to me is God. Uh, probably why I don't like Vince. <laughs> uh, but I was also excited to see people from 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 the Click from DX. Um, DX is, is was huge to me, but I also knew that that Hall was going to be there. I was hoping Kevin Nash was going to be able to make it. Uh, I always love to see when they do these NWO and DX kind of reunions, uh, which we got. Then we'll talk about that coming up. Um, I think every you know what I, I, I was. I'll say this: I was surprised to hear Bischoff get the uh, the reception he did get from that crowd. I was I was uh, surprised about that, and, and honestly. Uh, just from the show in general, I was just so surprised of how little they used the other, uh, the other arena, the the uh, the Manhattan side of things. Yeah, the, I mean that's been a big topic of controversy, but you know they gave them a lot of the bigger names. They got Undertaker, they got DX, and then they got Matt Hardy and yeah. Bray. But I mean, I agree, it kind of was uh, a little funky. Um, funky like a monkey. Fun- yeah, I mean, I was excited to see Bischoff for sure. Brother Love was definitely one. Um, on the women, like, uh, some of the women looked really good. Uh, Tori Wilson and Trish come to mind. They were Roll Tide. <laughs> I was wondering, when was the first time you were going to say Roll Tide on the show? <laughs> you just you yeah, just did it. They, they were definitely Roll Tide. You are such that. a Conrad, Mark. <laughs> um. I didn't think Michelle McCool looked that great, to be honest. To be honest, I never thought she looked that great. So, uh, I was in love with her back in the yeah, day. I, I, I know you were. She, uh, she didn't look there. Oh, Kelly Kelly looked good, too. but she's Yeah, I mean, Kelly Kelly didn't look like she aged at all. <laughs> I just keep thinking of, of the story Vin, or Bruce told about him uh, with Kelly Kelly, Vince and Bruce. Yeah. Well, teach her how to dance. Just, uh... Get up there and dance for us, honey, right in the middle of the office. And they got this hot little 19-year-old, like, uh, stripper dancing for Bruce and Vince. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so we talked about NWO and DX. So we did get that DX reunion um, where there was DX out there. They brought out Razor, which they went to commercial break midway through Razor's entrance, uh, yeah. which, which was just stupid. Uh, then they also brought out uh, the Balor Club. Uh, which which I was really hoping we were going to get AJ Styles out here with them, and then they all too sweet together. I know a lot of people weren't a fan of it. I liked it. That's what I wanted. I wanted that. I wanted them all to too sweet together. It's cool. I like it. 
Uh, but again, I would have liked AJ Styles to be out there instead of just AJ doing the uh, the the thing in the back with uh, Mean Gene. Yeah, the whole DX thing. I don't know. It's just kind of it's the same thing over and over. It is all these little things. It's it just is. like do something new. Do I don't know? I mean, there's not much you can do. It's That's the, the thing. What can thing. you do? Yeah, it's. I mean. Yeah, it's just the same thing over and over. So yeah, I, I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy it. It was nice to see the guys and all, yeah, but I don't know. It's just a, it was the same thing over and over, like usual. Yeah, and then Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, they fought the revival, which to me, it, uh, this is one of the things that pissed me off the most about this show. Uh, so the match goes really short. I don't even know how how long it was. Like it was. four minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say it was under five minutes of a match, uh, and the revival just a week prior came out and had that great promo. Uh, calling themselves pro wrestlers and and the fact that that they were a legit tag team and they were an old school kind of tag team and they didn't care about uh, all these people returning and stuff like that and they really made a name for themselves I mean, a long time ago as far as I was concerned but uh, most recently in this in this promo and then they just feed them to, to, to Gallows and Anderson who WWE for for one week decided to care about. And it made revival look like crap, as far as I'm concerned. I, I that was one thing I really didn't like about uh, about this match and and, and this whole yeah. this whole click kind of reunion. That's the one thing I I really been disappointed with in WWE is a lot of these tag teams that they've brought up over Gable Jason Gable and Jason Jordan, Luke Gallows and Harper or uh, Anderson yeah and Harper. Um, the Ascension, Tyler Breeze and Fandango, even Rhino and Heath Slater, just all these teams, they just don't know how to use them, and they kind of waste them all. Revival was super good down in NXT, probably better than any of the tag teams that have come up. I would say they were better than Gable and Jason Jordan. Yeah, I agree. Um, and they just haven't – I mean, I know the injuries and stuff have kind of derailed them, um, but it's just uh, such a waste of really good tag team talent, which sucks. But I mean, they just keep pushing. Uh, well, here's Usos and Kofi and uh, and New Day and all that. And then on the Raw side, you pretty much got all these main eventers doing the tag titles. It's yeah, I don't know, it's just a lot, a lot of waste of tag teams. I think the most disappointing has been Gallows and Anderson. Like they have just been. Not buried, but just not utilized no, correctly not, at all. Non-existent. Like I said, uh, this was one week that the WWE actually decided to use them uh, in 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 a positive way. It was only because they were out there with uh, with the whole click. So uh, the show closed out with the uh, Universal Champion Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, and Kane uh, kind of brawling uh, snooze fest. As far as I was concerned. Oh, so they did the same thing they've done every week. Okay. Yeah. Next. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was, the only thing I was, I was wondering is what the over under was that the ring was going to pop out again. Like it, it, it seems to always do when you have at least two big guys in there, but, uh, show closed with Braun Strowman, uh, power slam and Brock Lesnar through, uh, through an announce table and, Shocker. Who cares? Well, let me say this. It's not that we don't care. We we do, but it's just the same thing over and over. That's what we don't like. No, we want to care. Is the thing. Um, okay. I'm just tired of seeing that, and I'm. This isn't. This isn't 1989 anymore. This isn't. Yeah, uh, be creative. Of, do yeah, something. This isn't. This isn't just the big guys need to to just brawl together. And, and and if they are, make us care. I don't. I just don't care right now. Like make me care. 
And then on the SmackDown side of things, uh, we started the show with AJ Styles coming out, uh, talking with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, where AJ Styles basically agrees to a double match uh, with Kevin Owens and, and, and Sami Zayn. And just it, it's it, it's kind of a mess uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, when you throw in like Shane McMahon and you throw in Daniel Bryan uh, at this point where Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon are going against each other. And Shane McMahon said that that during these matches, the other guy can't interfere at all or they they get uh, they get like suspended or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I just didn't care for it. Um, I love AJ. I love Kevin Owens. I love Sami Zayn. That's the, that's the funny thing. Is you put those like those are probably the three, excuse me, those are probably the three guys on the SmackDown brand that I love the most. Yeah, I agree, and I think it's going to be a deep, uh, a good match on Sunday for the Rumble. I hope um, so. I'm kind of like I'm kind of interested in seeing like what would happen if Owens and Zayn do win and they're co world champions. I like, kind of believe that that's going to happen. I yeah see, but then another part of me thinks of okay, well, who do I think is going to win the rumble? And I have my ideas on that, and that would change things. So it's I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting to see how it will go. Yeah, and we'll get into that um, when we. When but see, what do. I don't what what I don't want to happen though is okay, Sammy and Kevin win the world title and go on to WrestleMania, but they face each other, and then they have another match. It'll be a great match, no doubt, but we've seen it, like, 35 times already. Yeah, and it's, it's too early for that, I think, too. Yeah, like, I want to see these guys, like, stay together for, like, almost like him and Jericho did for, like, a year. Yeah. Uh, Chad Gable then defeated Jey Uso. I know you were talking about the tag teams. Um, I, I love Chad Gable, and, and I'll be honest, I love the Usos, too, so... Uh, the feud. Oh, Usos with, are my favorite team yeah. right now by far. Yeah. Uh, so the feud with them versus uh, Chad Gable and and Shelton Benjamin. And yeah, Shelton I think Benjamin, it's yeah. good. It's 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 fresh. It's new. So I'm interested in it. Yeah. And it's a two out of three falls match at the Rumble. So yeah. That'll be interesting. Uh, Naomi then defeated Liv Morgan. Uh, Liv Morgan uh, was looking mighty fine. I'll say that. Yeah, I think that's just basically, hey WWE audience, here's this. Girl from NXT. Oh, so you won't be surprised when she comes out for the women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. And she was, uh, she was, she was kind of doing the uh, uh, the Harley Quinn kind of look. Yeah, she's like, she's like, she's kind of like a sporty Harley Quinn, which is just, it's kind of similar to to an Alexa Bliss in a, in a way, but uh, uh, so, still sportier. So she was roll tied. <laughs> she was roll tied. Um, <laughs> I will say this: Naomi has gotten a lot better. Uh, oh yeah, no doubt. She's always been even um, from her NXT days, uh, like the actual NXT TV show that they would do before ECW. Yeah, yeah, she was <laughs> awful. Not not awful, but you could tell that. Wow, this girl's super athletic, and now she's like finally getting. She knows how to work now. She knows how to wrestle, and she's using her athleticism on top of it. So it makes her uh, definitely really unique and special to the uh, women's division. Yeah. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron Corbin ended in a no contest after Randy Orton made his presence felt. Um, yeah, I saw that RKO. That was sick. Yeah, of course. It was out of nowhere, like all, all his RKOs are now. Um, I saw a video of it, like a slow motion video yeah. of it. It was, it just looks sick. Yeah. So it looked good. Orton always has those really cool RKOs. Um, 
you know, I, the two that pop out of my head are the one he did to Matt Bourne when he was doing his, what I forget what the hell it was called, his main move. Yeah. What, what did he do, like a 450 or something? Yeah. And then the one with the Seth Rollins at Mania when he did the, tried to do the curb stomp and he yeah. pushed him up in the air and, and caught him and did right. that. It, was, it wasn't the 450. It was the movie that uh, Kidman used to do. Yeah. I forget the yeah, name of it. I forget what he called it. It's yeah. been so long. Um, yeah. Uh, I hate Baron Corbin. So <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, anyway, if you keep listening to the show, you'll, you'll know that. Him, though, so we'll see. Yeah, uh, it's not me. Um, but yeah, I mean they're they're in a decent match, and and, and and Baron Corbin's not awful. Baron Corbin is decent. Uh, he's he's okay on the mic. He's an okay wrestler. He's a he's a good jerk. He's a he's a good asshole. He is. He is. I'll give him that. Like, uh, and and I think the reason why is because he's legit an asshole. Uh, <laughs> I think he's just he's he's a giant douchebag, honestly. And so he gets to play it, play it well, and, and he does a great job doing it. Uh, Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, and Bobby Roode uh, defeated Jinder Mahal, Rusev, and Aiden English. I don't really care for this whole Aiden English and Rusev thing. Um, Jinder Mahal, God, I feel bad for him because he was hot for about two weeks after he won the world title, and then he drops it, and now he he looks. It's like you already forget that he actually won the world title. Like he's 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 just in mid card hell, and he's going to stay there for a while. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think we both kind of know the reason of why he was put in that position was this whole India tour. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. They'll never say that, but no. I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, I will. I personally have always liked Jinder, even before he got cut. Um, I saw him against Seth Rollins for the very first NXT Champions yes. World Title match. So I've liked Ginger since back then. Yeah, and he was and, great. Like he was great yeah. in NXT. Like yeah, he had, I, he had his mean, best they, matches. But they do the same. They do the same uh, foreign heel gimmick. Um, you know, a lot of these foreign types do. Um, but I like I like Ginger. I, I always have. I hope he gets back on track. But it's it's gonna. He's going to have to do a little bit more work. He's going to have to get a little bit better on his promos, and he's going to have to be a little bit better in the ring. Yeah. Uh, then in the co-main events, we had AJ Styles defeating Kevin Owens. That was a quick match. Uh, when you have those two in the ring, you hope that it's it's going to be a clinic. Obviously, though, when you're doing this kind of angle with both guys, you knew that one was going to end quicker. Uh, and then Sami Zayn actually defeated AJ Styles. So that was kind of cool to see Zayn uh, get the win with the uh, the Blue Thunder Bomb. Yep, definitely. I, I love I love that move. That's one of my favorite moves that he does. Yeah, um, and I mean, like I said, those to me, those are the top top three guys in the company or in, 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 on the SmackDown brand. Uh, Sami Zayn hasn't gotten his fair share whatsoever uh, being on the main roster at all in NXT, obviously, but not in not in uh, not on the main rosters at all. So. Uh, like I said, yeah, I, I definitely think this is going to be a big year for Sammy. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they have in store for him. I do too. All right, so that was that was this week in uh, uh, in Raw and SmackDown. We're going to now get over to uh, the the main event, if you will, of the show, and that's kind of going over uh, the Royal Rumble weekend, where we're going to start with uh, a little bit of NXT. The Takeover Philadelphia is coming up, and I mean, the big thing for us is the fact that uh, a guy that we got to see time and time again wrestling in Cleveland. Uh, who we've talked to and we can say is one of the most humble guys uh, I've ever met inside the wrestling business ever uh, is getting his his shot at the world title when uh, Johnny Gargano is going to face off against uh, 
uh, Almas. Yeah, um, definitely. I'll definitely tune in for that match. I hope Johnny wins, but I could also see him losing, and it would be because of um, oh, what what was his partner's name? Off the top of my head, I forget it. Oh, Tommaso. Yeah, Ch- Champa. Yeah, I think he's going to. Uh, I think he makes his re debut again, back from injury, and attacks Johnny and starts up that feud again. Well, before we get into that, we're going to go from the from the from the bottom to the top. Because I have my I have my opinion on that, and uh, I want to give it to you. Um, first match oh, is fantastic. Let's yeah. hear your opinion. Well, so we're gonna wait. I'm gonna go from the from the undercard to the top, baby. Oh, uh, awesome. Let's do it. Uh, Cassius Ono's facing Velveteen Dream. Have you seen Velveteen Dream yet? Yes, I've seen him. Okay, you saw you saw his his, his debut against. Uh, yeah, um, I saw like his first like three Hollister. or four weeks. Okay, I mean he's he's decent, and for him to pull off that gimmick, I think it is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He does a different, a way different gimmick than anybody does. Um, his Mike Mike stuff isn't bad at all. Um, definitely entertaining. It's different. I'm interested in. It. Yeah, I, I mean that, that's, that's that's all you can really say. Uh, I think Cassius is. I think he's overweight, and you can tell he's overweight. I'm not really sure why they brought him back um, without maybe a, a like a diet and plan form. Because I've seen Chris Hero, and Chris Hero is phenomenal. Uh, watching Cassius Ono in the ring is nothing like watching Chris Hero in the ring. Uh, I don't know what's what what's what's up with it. I don't know why he he isn't trying to get in better shape. I mean, I'm a fat guy and I'm saying this, so like, screw me, right? <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely a guy that we both have liked for a while, ever since the early. I mean, even before the early NXT days. I know oh, yeah. you liked him before the early NXT days yeah. with Ring Honor and all that. Um, I only really knew him from the start of the NXT days. Um, so I'm, I mean, definitely a fan of his. I enjoy the character and stuff. It just, um, I don't know if it's clicking right now. Yeah. Uh, quick, quick uh, prediction: Cassius or or the Dream? Um, I would think the Dream. I think they have more want more invested in him. I agree. That's, that's the way I would go. Uh, for the tag team titles, it's going to be the Undisputed Era versus the Authors of Pain. Uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are the champions. I really like the Authors of Pain, but I really Here's the thing about them. Uh, I have like a love-hate relationship with the Authors of Pain because they look like a million bucks. They look like – because as I said, I'm a big guy. Uh, you're a big guy. For, for, for big guys, when we watch wrestling and we see other big guys, I think we have more of a liking for them because they're like the closest thing to us. Uh, mm-hmm. But the thing with the Authors of Pain is they're just not that talented. The best matches with the Authors of Pain are usually based on their, their – their, uh, opponents, which they have great, great opponents in Bob and uh, uh, Bobby Fish and and, and Kyle O'Reilly, uh, but like last year with the, the DIY and with the revival uh, getting thrown into tag team matches with the Authors of Pain, they really blew up. I thought uh, so. It's tough because I really like the Authors of Pain look and I like the idea of them, but when it comes down to, it, I just don't think they're that talented. Um, and it, but it, it depends. It depends how quickly they want Authors of Pain to come up versus Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, authors of pain have been there a lot longer, so I would assume that they uh, are maybe are maybe uh, what would you say maybe maybe after WrestleMania they get up. There? I could definitely see that. Like the night after Mania, they come up and make an impact. Yeah. Um, I mean, but my thing with that is there's so many tag teams, and WWE has shown lately that they don't know how to use these NXT tag teams that have had a lot of success when they come up. They just they 
get rid of them quickly. They split them quickly. They just bury them. Um, I mean, when the Ascension came up, they were super hot. They were dominant tag team. And now it's they're an afterthought. They're yeah. a joke with Tyler Breeze and Fandango doing skits every week. Yeah. Uh, who do you predict to win this one? Um, I would think uh, uh, Fish and O'Reilly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't think Authors of Pain get the titles back before they go back go up to the main roster. Uh, for the women's title, uh, someone else that we, we got to watch a lot in uh, AIW in Cleveland, uh, Ember Moon, and she's facing off against Shayna uh, Baszler. Yeah, I think I think uh, they got a lot invested in Shayna. They really like her. Um, I think it would be smart to get the title on her. Uh, Ember Moon finally is getting her, her, uh, her chance to actually be the, uh, the main girl in the company, which I thought should have happened a long time ago but obviously they were doing the whole the whole gimmick with with oscar uh not losing a match and stuff like that and uh shana's in the uh the mma four horsemen so it should be an interesting match um i still i don't see how you could have have the title switch hands uh, uh in this one what do you think i i think shana's gonna win it because they're pushing her um they want her to be a monster a beast an unstoppable force um, I just think I think that's just the right move to give her the title. I mean, I, it sucks for Ember Moon because we both think she's super talented and stuff. But um, you know, you kind of want the monster to be the the champion and have Ember be the really you know the baby face and go after it. So that's that's how I would go with it. Okay, uh, and kind of in what I would say this like for a lot of people, this is probably the main event. Um, Alistair Black versus Adam Cole in an Extreme Rules match. Uh, Alistair has been, god dang, red hot, like white red hot uh, in NXT. A lot of people wanted him up instantly. They wanted him up over six months ago. And then you have Adam Cole, uh, Adam Cole, baby, coming in from, from uh, Ring of Honor, uh, who's been leading the uh, Undisputed Era. And uh, uh, for them to have an, an Extreme Rules match, I think if you give these guys at least a 20-minute match, which I really think they will, I think you're going to... I think you're going to see a match length kind of like what we talked about earlier with, um, uh, with uh, Nakamura and 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 Sammy uh, from mm-hmm. from a while ago. Uh, I think I think they're going to be kind of in that treatment where they're going to get about 25 minutes, and I think they're going to be able to tear the house down in this match. Yeah, I, I'm hoping so too. Um, as far as picking a winner, this definitely is like a coin flip to me. Oh, it really is. Um, I will say. Since we've had some of the heels winning earlier, I'll, I'll go with Aleister Black winning this one. Oh, that's hard. Like, this is this, they kind of booked themselves into a corner, I feel, in this one because neither guy should lose this. Um, this is a kind of this is a kind of match where you'd like to see them just like beat the shit out of each other, and then you have a guy debuting come down and do the same with them to just, but it's extreme rules, so you can't even do that in this. Um, you got to have well, a winner. I could see, you know, Fish and O'Reilly coming out and helping. Yeah, I mean, that's Adam, that's Adam and just finally putting him away, and that's how they how he wins. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the only thing I can think of uh, that'll work. Uh, you have to do it in a way. I mean, that's probably the smartest booking idea. I'll give you that. That's probably the smartest booking because you can have basically a three man band go against one guy, and uh, he doesn't really look weak losing because he just got. Got beat up by three guys, so I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I'll, uh, or no, w- w- did you say Alistair? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go Adam Cole for that reason. Okay. Um, and then uh, we have we have our main event or co-main event, if you will, 
Uh, NXT Championship. End the story. <laughs> Andrade uh, Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano. Um, I we, see it going one of two ways. Johnny's going to win just because I want it to happen and you want it to happen. Or Champa's going to return and Champa and Johnny are going to have their feud and, and he'll retain the title. Here's, here, and, and here's how I see it. I do see Johnny winning. I see. I mean, and I just thinking about that gives me chills uh, to be able to say that Johnny Gargano could come into NXT, do what he's done, and then be NXT champion. It would be. Uh, I'll mark out for it. Uh, but what I see happening is I see Johnny um, probably uh, him winning the belt, and then they do these events what every three months or so. Yeah, like all the big pay per views. Okay, so at the next at the next event, I see Johnny. Um, It'll be before Mania. Maybe not losing the event, maybe not losing the, the title then, but that's where I see Tommaso coming back in. Um, I don't see him. I don't see him here yet uh, because I think what they want to do, or what they should have think they should be thinking of doing, is building Johnny as a top champion and then bringing Tommaso back in and and recreating that that giant feud uh, that they that they had established uh, before. Yeah, I agree with all that. But I'm excited for it. Uh, I, I'll I'll say this quickly because we've not been able to do this show until now. I think Almas is is hands down the worst NXT champion they've ever had. And it was the him winning the title was the only time in the history of NXT for me where I felt Vince McMahon had a say over Triple H. Uh, I feel it was it was it was definitely the wrong decision and it uh, it made me mad not because he's a heel uh, just because I think it was extremely poorly booked. But at the same time uh, who did he beat? He beat uh, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre was injured. That's right. Yeah, and he was injured. So uh, if that's if that's actually the case, then cool, whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of him as the champion. All right, let's hit the rumble. It's time to rumble. It's time for the Royal Rumble. Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. It's going to All right, so with the Royal Rumble. Pre-show is loaded. Like, I don't know why they do this. Yeah, it's just because they got two Rumble matches. That's going to take up two hours, I would guess. But So, I mean, you're only have – you're going to have – I mean, it's a four-hour show because they're starting an hour earlier. Yeah. I mean, and, and then when you look at – I mean, well, okay. All right. Yeah, we'll get into it when we go in the Royal Rumble um, or the actual main show. But yeah, so, on, let's, yeah, let's, let's just hit these matches. Yeah, real quick. Uh, pre-show, Bobby Roode. Uh, is going to have an open challenge for uh, for his United States Championship. Any any kind of guesses who you think that could be? Um, I would hope it's a surprise, but I think they'd probably save their surprises for the actual Rumble. So I'm going to guess it'll be Baron Corbin. Okay, I'm going to just say Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I don't think uh, with it being on the pre-show that they're going to make it an actual surprise. Um, See, I don't think it'll be Dolph because he just walked away and stuff. And I don't know where they're going with that storyline. I'm definitely curious to see where they go with that. But um, I don't know. Maybe I could see that. But I, I could also see maybe uh, Perfect Ten. Yeah, something like that. So. Uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus The Revival. So they're going to actually get it to wrestle in a, in a real match. That's not going to be uh, mm-hmm. like three minutes. And The Revival might actually look legit. Uh, I think I think the talent in the ring in this match is 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 insane. Um, I think the club is is astonishing of how good they are, and the revival. I love them in NXT. I really hope uh, that they stay healthy 
and they're able to really establish and themselves. I think I think I'm going to go with the revival on this one just because they used to have some creative ways to win in NXT. They would just oh, yeah. sneak in that win, and I think that's going to happen again. So yeah. I'm going to go with the revival. And, and 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 I think honestly, the only reason the revival lost was because the club was out there and everything, and they 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 weren't going to have that happen where they weren't going to go over. Um, and the last match is Kalisto, Liz Dorado, and Grand Matalik versus TJP, Gentleman Jack Gallagher, and Drew Gulick. Um, I mean, I don't – they haven't given us a reason to care. They really haven't. These guys. So I will go with Kalisto. Right. And I'll go the other team. I think I think of all of all the people in this, they've, they've given the other side much more uh, credibility. But uh, I know a lot of people probably don't want to hear it. Enzo was the only reason that 205 even reached some legitimacy recently. And without Enzo there, I really don't know what they're going to do with 205. Uh, it will be it will be nice to have a refresh button for 205 and to see a new general manager getting thrown in there. But they really need to do something with this division to make us care. Because right now we don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, there's also going to be a celebrity panel. Uh, Alexa Bliss is going to be there. Charlotte Flair. Uh, and WWE Hall of Famer Alondra Blaze. So. Cool. Now on to the actual Royal Rumble side of things. Um, you, we'll, we'll quickly go through the card and then maybe just have our predictions. Uh, Seth Rollins, Jason Jordan versus The Bar for the Raw, Raw Tag Titles. I Honestly, I feel like I'd rather see that on the pre-show than uh, the Revival. Uh, yeah. Usos versus Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin for the t- uh, SmackDown Tag Titles Best of Three. That match should be killer. Uh, we'll get into that. AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the WWE title in a handicap match. Brock Lesnar, Kane, and Braun Strowman for the Universal. And then we have the men's and women's Royal Rumbles. So let's start off with uh, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan versus The Bar. Um, I would def- I, I like The Bar a lot. Um, I don't know what it is about them, but I just I definitely like I like both guys. Um, I used to not really give two craps about Sheamus, and I know you don't either. Yeah, I still don't. But yeah, I know you still don't. But I don't know. He's growing on me for sure with Cesaro. No, no, uh, it, it, I agree. Uh, in a tag team role, I buy him. Uh, in a solo role, nah, not happening. And see, that, that's uh, I used to love him as a singles. Like when he first came in against Cena, he was just a monster. They made him a monster. Oh yeah, I mean, and then he had that. He had a when there was two titles, and he was on SmackDown, and he had the world title run, and I really enjoyed his face world title run uh, there as well. Um, I I think they it's probably a little too early for Rollins and Jordan to lose the title, so I'm going to go Rollins and Jordan on this one. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I don't think they're going to lose the titles here. Um, I know. The prediction is is these two kind of facing off at WrestleMania and splitting up because this was supposed to be the the uh, spot for uh, for Dean Ambrose. Um, I just don't know if it's going to happen here. It could though, because then if you do, yeah. You, but could you imagine Rollins and Jordan at at WrestleMania? Oh, I, th- I think it'll be an excellent match. So I'll go with the bar. I will. Okay. Uh, Usos versus Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin for the SmackDown Tag Titles in the Best of Three Falls. Uh, Usos all day. Yeah. Um, all I, day-ish. I, I, all day-ish. Uh, I love Chad Gable. I do. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, he looks his age uh, since he's returned, but he's still he's still a great wrestler. Um, I think I'm still just bitter that Chad Gable's not getting 
the solo treatment that I really think he deserves. But in this match, I, I got to go with, with the Usos. I love the Usos. I've loved the Usos since NXT. And I think day one-ish thing that they got going on with them, uh, I think has really put them over yeah. the edge to a no, whole nother level. I mean, I remember, I think it was two Manias ago when it was at in Dallas. Or was that last year's Mania? Um, like, no, last year was the roller coaster one in Orlando. Yeah. Or, so two years ago in Dallas. And they had the face paint and stuff. Like, they were leading up to that Mania. They were super hot as faces then, too. And now they've completely done a 180 and changed to heels and their gimmick and how they talk and all that. And it's all clicked, so I'm really, really enjoying them. That's probably one of the main reasons I watched SmackDown is for them. Yeah, uh, AJ's... so I definitely want them more. Okay, yeah, and I agree with you. This is all the way. Uh, AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yeah, I'm intrigued in this one to see if if Owens and Zayn do win and they become co WWE champions. Like that's really interesting to me because I don't ever think that's ever happened. Uh, not to my knowledge. I don't remember, I don't remember it happening. Yeah. So uh, I'm I like remember, really curious to see them actually do that. Do you remember but, the uh, the uh, women's title that was co-owned? Yeah, that was Layla and Michelle McCool, right? Correct. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... <sighs> it all depends on what you think is going to happen for WrestleMania. Yeah, it really does. I, I mean, so, I'm intrigued because I really don't know what route they're going to go with this. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I think H or uh, Zane and Owens are gonna win. Okay. Hmm. I don't. Just because of what I think happens in the Royal Rumble, that's the only reason I'm doing it. See, and because of what I think is gonna happen, well, okay. What I want to happen in the Royal Rumble, I'm gonna say AJ Styles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Kane uh, versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship. And because of what I think is going to happen in the Rumble, I think Lesnar retained. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to go Lesnar in this one too. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, want to see Braun. Like, I, I think everybody's like really in love with Braun right now. I would love to see it, but I'm going to go with Braun. Yeah, I think I think everyone's in love with Braun. Um, Kane, I don't know why you're here. Uh, Brock, uh, I know he's a must see kind of a kind of caliber wrestler nowadays. It's just I'm I'm over it now. I'm just over it. And this was the problem with booking Brock the way that you book him. Um, I just I, I, I'm sorry. I I, I want to care, especially for the, the 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 main championship in the company. I want to care. I just don't. Uh, so I'll go Brock. All right. Uh, so here's the list. You want to go? You want to go over the women's or the men's first? We'll the women's first. Women's first. Okay. Um, here is the list right now of the women that are confirmed for the Royal Rumble. Asuka, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, Bailey, Naomi, Natalia, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, Mickey James, Tamina Snuka, Lana, Carmella, and Becky Lynch. So, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 16. We have 16 confirmed. Yeah, so that means 15 <laughs> or 14 yeah, extras 14. Yep. or surprises. Um, that's crazy. So I'm going to say a lot of surprises, quote-unquote, will be a lot of NXT girls. Yep. Um, I would say at least 10 of them. Well, you think, will be at, 
you think uh, Johnny's girl Candace LeRae is going to make an appearance? I can see that, yeah. Um, I can see at least 10 girls from NXT coming up, yeah. even if they're, I don't want to say jobber types, but even, you know, just, like, I can see blue pants coming out. Yeah, I could too. Is this is this, is this where we see Ronda? I think, yeah. I think Ronda will be one of the surprises. And I could see, like, a couple of girls from the past coming out. So, like, um, like I can see Miss Jackie coming out. Okay. Um, I could see, yeah, I mean, I mean, you that, know, some, so maybe another one of those girls from, from Monday, like Kelly Kelly or maybe Tori, yeah. maybe Trish, maybe Lita. Maybe that's why they didn't have Lita because they're going to use Lita here. All right. Maybe Beth Phoenix or Beth Phoenix. Yeah. So I could see, I, I'll see a couple surprises. I think Ronda Rousey, who has, everyone has the odds on favorite to win it. Um, I think she, uh, she comes out number 30. And it's her and Oscar, and she throws Oscar out. Okay, if she does not win it, if she does not show up, who else would you would you say then from this confirmed list uh, would uh, would would take it? Who do I want, or who do I think? Uh, give both. I'll give both. Who do I want that I think needs it is Becky Lynch because ever okay. since her first world title run or women's title run, she really hasn't done anything. Yeah. And I really think she needs that boost because she's really good. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose, just because I'm, I mean, I would guess WWE would would do Oscar or Nia Jax. Okay. Nia is who I actually want to win, believe it or not. Okay. Uh, because I I think Nia <laughs> Nia needs this rub uh, in a very big way. Uh, the they they've been pushing for weeks the Nia kind of relationship with Enzo. Obviously, that is done, um, and Nia really hasn't been pushed in that monster Vader kind of role that she really needs to be pushed as. And I think if you have her come in, do the Kevin Nash or Kane kind of treatment, women wise, throw out like ten or eleven of these women, and ends up uh, uh, making it to the very end. I think that's I think I think that is the the start to the right way of pushing a Nia Jax. And mm-hmm. I think she really can be an incredible force in the company. And it's weird for me to say this because I have gone on uh, for, for years and said that Nia's awful. And she's not that great of, of a women's wrestler. However, she's good enough. And she is mm-hmm. a, uh, a big-bodied girl that can really be a dominant force in the company for the women's division. And I personally would love to see uh, her get that share. But I do love the idea of Becky Lynch, so... Um, yeah, so I, I think R- Ronda wins, and she'll go to face Charlotte at WrestleMania. I'm going to say Nia. She faces Alexa Bliss. Cool. Uh, now for the men. Uh, confirmed list. John Cena, Finn Balor, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, The Miz, Elias, Baron Corbin, Woken, Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, Aiden English, Rusev, Titus O'Neil, Apollo Crews. Wow, that is a awful list. Titus, oh man, I forgot about him. Yeah, right. I didn't think he was wrestling anymore. Um, um, jeez. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some surprises. Yeah. I, to be honest, I don't really know anybody off the top of my head, and I kind of don't even want to look and see. No, I don't. I don't like to look. Are. Yeah. Um, I think um, Roman Reigns is going to win the Rumble. That's who I think WWE will go so they can set up their big Brock versus Roman match. Yeah. I just I, – I have that feeling and I can't wait for that Philadelphia crowd's reaction. 
I mean, you could see some of these guys from earlier in the night coming out, like Rollins, Sheamus, Cesaro, um, you know, those people like that. I would, I would bet that, like I, like we saw with the women earlier, that there'll be some people from, uh, from uh, Monday that'll be out there. So, like, I would not be surprised if X Pac goes out there. Yeah, I can, I can see, I can see Jericho coming back. <laughs> Jericho, Jericho would be interesting, and I would, I would definitely love to see MVP. Yeah, I mean, I mean, MVP hasn't really lost too much. We've seen him uh, around the world wrestling, and and he's. I mean, he's he's another kind of guy that uh, we talked about Shane Helms earlier, who left WWE and worked on the indie scene, and he seemed uh, like he really enjoyed it, maybe more so than actually being in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I'm going to be honest with you. There's not a whole lot of people to choose from. No, I mean, that's kind of how it's been lately. It's There's only maybe four or five people that you think are legit win. Like, there's Reigns, there's Nakamura... Yeah, I mean, um, I don't think I, like I'd like to say Miz. I would love to see the Miz get a uh, a Royal Rumble win under his belt because that would, I mean, once he does that, I would love to see the Miz actually get that. It's not going to happen here. He's the Intercontinental Champion. Um, I got to go with Nakamura uh, just because of what I think is going to happen, and I think I think it's going to set up Nakamura versus AJ Styles. Uh, do you think? For do the you title. think maybe we'll see? Um, something with Cena and Undertaker. If if that is happening, then yes, we will. If that's actually happening, uh, you're going to see that at the Royal Rumble. You're going to see something at the Royal Rumble. Um, I could even see Cena uh, coming out and Cena being maybe maybe uh, clearing the ring or something, and then uh, we we do the countdown of five, four, three, two, one, and then the lights go out and we hear the dong and the lights come back on. And uh, maybe maybe Taker's there, maybe Taker's not, but just that right there that gives you an indication that we're getting that at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Reigns. Who are you going with? I'm gonna go with Nakamura. Okay, another one I could see that I would like would be Balor because he got screwed and after his injury, and he's never he hasn't even really been used properly since he's come back. Yeah. Uh, all right, so. We've talked about who we were predicting to win this Royal Rumble, but it's Royal Rumble season. Who is uh, – give me three guys that are maybe your favorites that have ever won the Royal Rumble. And, and, well, some, and, some, and a reason why. Some. Not just because they're, they're your favorite guy. Give me a reason why you were excited that particular time that they won the Royal Rumble. Um, I think my favorite one – was I think it was the 98 one was Stone Cold. Um, and then he went on to face uh, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania mm-hmm. for the title. Um, just Stone Cold was so damn hot then. Uh, definitely good to see him. I liked um, I liked the Edge one because that was definitely like a surprise. No way you really knew that one. Yeah. And Edge came out to win it. He came um, in 29 and won that one. Yeah. Um, I really liked Rey Mysterio's. Because he went like a, an hour and two minutes, I believe it was. Okay. Um, and it, it's just not a guy that you really expect to win. Uh, he won from the two slot. Uh, Chris Benoit's win, and he was the number one slot. So that was really cool. I liked that one. Um, and I probably your favorite. Uh, uh, Royal Rumble 2012. 
Shut up. <laughs> I like I have a list of, of Royal Rumble winners and I'm going down like at twenty twelve. Like, is this serious or not? And then I see Seamus. I'm like, what a troll. Uh, no, th- those are all good ones and 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 we we share a couple of them. Um uh just going down from the start to finish, I love ninety two. <laughs> Uh, I love '92s with uh, Ric Flair winning the, the oh, title. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, because, because, it, and 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 not just because Ric Flair won. Uh, it's because of that being for the vacant WWF at the time World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, to yeah. me, I always, I always love that. I love uh, uh, when like the actual belt would have been on the line. It 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 didn't happen uh, ever. I can't mm-hmm. remember. I believe that was the only time it ever happened. Uh, but I thought that was a really cool. Um, I like '94. Uh, Bret Hart and Lex Luger uh, both going on the floor at the same time, so they're they're kind of like co-winners. Uh, and both guys were, were 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 kind of looked at as the new it guy, uh, and so it was kind of cool to see that. Um, I always loved '95 Rumble with Shawn Michaels winning. I loved. Um, I don't know if I like '97 or '98 more with Stone Cold winning. They both they they both uh, had a good feel, and then Stone Cold. Uh, was was getting red hot at that point and and obviously uh going on to face Shawn michaels for the for the world title title later on um chris benoit uh here's a funny story about the chris benoit one though is it was the one time ever i was spoiled of who won the royal rumble so i was actually out with with a friend of both of ours and we we went out we got dinner or something like that and what we were going to do is it was getting taped on the DVR and we were going to watch it uh, once we got back. And I put my computer on and at the time my uh, default homepage was WWE.com and mm-hmm. it showed a picture of Chris Benoit. And then Mike looks at me and he's like, Chris Benoit better not win the Royal Rumble tonight. And he did. So we got spoiled of, of Benoit winning. But um, And I know people have their own, their own side story of Benoit. We're just talking in a completely wrestling sense. Uh, Benoit is, uh, to me, one of the greatest pro wrestlers. Um, and, yeah, I agree. And, and it's really sad of what happened. Maybe, maybe one, one podcast that we'll do is us actually going in depth of our full feeling about that whole thing. That's for another show. Um, but yeah, I love that one. And, and I know you love 2014 as well. Oh my gosh. It was funny because I just listened to that podcast with Batista, uh, on, uh, with, with edge and Christian. And, uh, yeah, I did like, like you said, like Batista's a good guy, Batista's a hell of a good guy. He's a really good guy, and I kind of feel bad for how the fans treated him now, uh, listening to that show. Um, he really just wanted to – I mean, he just loves to be a pro wrestler, and he loves to wrestle. And he and, and him, him winning the Royal Rumble should have been an amazing moment, and the fans kind of ruined that for him. Um, and All right, I'm, I'll give you a little trivia question. Okay. Name – there's two, pe- or two people each that have won from number one and two people that have won from number two. Name them. Okay. Uh, well, I, I could cheat Without right looking. now. Yeah, because this, this this list shows that. Uh, all right. So they, they won from number one and number two. Yeah, there's two people that won from number one and two people that won from number two. They're all. It's four different. You know, four total people. Okay. Uh, Benoit. Yeah, he won from number one. Um, I don't think it was Flair. I think Flair came in at number three. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Um, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he won from number one. So then there's two people that have won from number two. Two people from number two. Um, Ray? Yep, that's one of them. And then you got one more. Oh, man. So this last one you probably won't get. 
The Rock? No. Okay. I'm proud of myself. I got most of them right. Who was I'll it? Give you, I'll give you one more guess. I, I don't got it. Who is it? Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten that. <laughs> Screw Vince. Oh. All right. Well, I mean, that's it. That's it. Uh, I'm excited for the Rumble. This is this is a special time of the year. Uh, this is the beginning of Road to WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, definitely my favorite time for wrestling is right yeah. now. Yeah, so. I mean, and, 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 so the Royal Rumble is a special time for me because growing up, uh, what would happen is my birthday was in January, but my mm. my mom would let me wait to have my birthday party until this night on the Royal Rumble, uh, and it was it was a time where I'd have friends over and we would watch the Royal Rumble, have a sleepover. Uh, so for me, it's kind of nostalgic. I mean, and, I mean, just in general, the Royal Rumble is probably nostalgic to a lot of people uh, for a mm. lot of different different reasons. Um, I'm excited for it. I always love the Royal Rumble. Uh, it's 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 probably it's probably my favorite show of the year in a sense because WrestleMania, you know the card. Uh, Royal Rumble, you don't know who's going to win, um, mm-hmm. and it's 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 you don't know exactly the storylines. Obviously, we've heard we've heard rumors of who goes over or whatever. Uh, I try to stay away from that for the most part, but it's it's hard in this day and age to completely stay away from that. But yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see. This is where we start to see the card for WrestleMania fall into place uh, uh, for this night at the Royal Rumble. So I'm excited. The card looks great. Uh, any any uh, closing thoughts? Um, I mean, I'm, I echo everything you just said about the Rumble. I'm definitely excited for it. Um, one thing that I we did forget to mention, so I just want to get your quick reaction okay. on it, is what do you think of Goldberg being the headliner for the Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah, we, we didn't talk anything Hall of Fame. Um, let's go in depth with Hall of Fame next week. Uh, my Ooh, initial There's a hook for you, folks. Yeah, right, there's a hook. Um, my, my initial reaction of Goldberg going in, uh, Goldberg, to me, was someone who was iconic, at the uh, peak of professional wrestling history, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, my, my opinion of Goldberg is that he wasn't a good wrestler, but he was in the right place at the right time, and he knew the right people, and he was a really big-built guy that was able to play that role very well. You're laughing, but I'm, I'm being serious. Uh, no, I'm laughing at something else because you said he's not the best wrestler, and then I all I can think of, He's the best wrestler. <laughs> He's Better the best than all the rest wrestlers. He's got moves. <laughs> we will have to talk about that that movie at some point too. Um, oh, of course. But yeah, yeah, Goldberg was in the right place at the right time, uh, and 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 he looked the part, and he played the part extremely well, um, and he made a huge impact for WCW, and he uh, was a part of one of the greatest moments of Nitro history against Hollywood Hogan uh, in the Georgia Dome. And he went to WWE. I don't think he ever really got the kind of career recognition he was ever looking for going to the WWE. But with that being said, uh, I like him going to the Hall of Fame uh, because I think he is one of the most iconic um, characters in, in in professional wrestling history, uh, at least from the last, uh, what, 20 years or so. So I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it too. I think the one other thing is he's really the – I'm sure there's others that I just can't think of off the top of my head. But he's the only one who really made their name in WCW and not WWE. I remember Goldberg more for WCW stuff than I do any WWE stuff that he did. 
Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, this was that. This was the first episode of Hounds of Wrestling podcast. I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it, Eric? Oh, I had the time of my life, Jeff. <laughs> I can't wait to be back next week. We'll talk about. Oh, uh, I, I, I just I'm already excited thinking about it. We're, we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame. Uh, we're going to give our reviews of the uh, the Royal Rumble itself. What we kind of think they're going headed towards uh, for uh, for WrestleMania yeah, and season. Probably our disappointment too. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably be disappointed. disappointed. Quite honestly, when we probably will. When it's Baron Corbin wins a Rumble or something. Yeah. All right. We're going to get out of here for this week. We will see you guys next week.